What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. What's up, Lady Ballers? Today on the podcast, we're speaking to Carrie Ricaro. She grew up on Long Island, played college soccer at Notre Dame, was on the U-20 U.S. Women's National Team, and now plays for the NC Courage. We love chatting with Carrie about mental health, her motto is smile and growth, and the importance of staying ready no matter what. Enjoy! Lady Baller's dreams do come true. There's finally a women's fit boot. The new Ultra Women 1.3 by Puma Football is their best fitting cleat yet. Super lightweight and has grip control skin for controlling the ball while finishing. We are pumped about these. Definitely Soccer Pops approved. And they're available now at soccer.com slash Puma. Link in the description of this pod. Hi. Carrie. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Just Good. a group of Long Island girls shooting <laughs> <laughs> Are you in North Carolina right now? Yeah, I literally just woke up from a nap. <laughs> was it like one of those naps where you feel drunk when you wake up? Like yes. you slept hard? Yes. I was due for, I'm due for one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, I needed it today. It's hot here now. It's like humid death. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. When we came to visit, I'm pretty sure it was like 105 degrees. <laughs> We yeah, were actually, summer I get through and I'm like, how on earth did I make it through? Like, I just don't know. <laughs> Do you have a pool at least? Yeah, we have a pool. It literally opened two weeks ago. I'm like, hello. With the, what it's July. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, it's, summer's over basically. Oh, I was annoyed. But yeah, I'm, I'm there a lot. Or I, you just can't be outside. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it just sucks. But oh, anyways. Actually, wait, real quick. We actually watched you guys play. And I, Alana and Shannon, remember when all the sweat was pouring into oh, our yeah. It looked like we were substituted off the field. I It was literally dripping through all my clothes. I don't know there. how, but you guys had strong, like, mustaches. Yep. I just had it everywhere else. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. That was at the ICC. Uh, but how's the season going? How is everything? Well, it's good. We're coming off two losses. So you're asking me at a tough time, but I mean, it's, it's fine. We, I try not to look at the standings, so I don't really know what place we're in, but we're doing well. The girls just left for the Olympics. And so we're trying to like plug some holes and figure out new relationships and stuff like that. So we go to Kansas city Thursday to play their Friday. Haven't been there since they've had this new team. It's been a while. So I'm really excited. I was going to say, is it a hard adjustment when, ever the u.s girls get pulled off the team and it's like do you prepare for that ahead of time you know or is it more like everyone kind of fills in where they need to to kind of cover the hole like you were saying kind of both because they go to camps throughout so like during preseason a lot of girls were missing and then you fill those holes and then they come back and then you you'll let them go back into their spot so it's not like people are are super unfamiliar with what they're supposed to do or the relationships like who they have side by side but um we did have a couple of late signings as you know sam came back kind of late and then we have a welsh international she just got here maybe june 1st was her first day so a month and a half ago so relationships like that definitely take time for sure it's got to be so hard to adjust like that just even players who get used to playing with each other on the field I I can't even imagine because it's changing from week to week with you guys Mm -hmm. yeah and people are changing positions too so like for me I started this season I was the first two games I played center back and then over the weekend we just played Houston and I played my first game ever at the 10 so (laughs) like 
Uh, so it's definitely like people are moving and players are in and out and they're also moving on the field too, like what positions they're playing. So keeping you on your toes. (laughs) I know. I was like, Oh, what am I supposed to be doing in this spot? But it's fine. I love it. I like being near the goal. Yeah. That's cool. Did you play the same position growing up or were you moving around then too? Moving around then as well. Yeah. And so it makes sense. I mean, I played for Paul growing up and now I play for him again. So he kind of just like does it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's like what he would do with Crystal Dunn too. Everyone does it with Crystal. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. I'm not Crystal. Like she does well everywhere. I'm kind of like scraping by. But so so what would you because like this happens to so many players like it happened to me too growing up but what would you what advice would you give a player who is being kind of tossed around in all different positions well first I would say it's like a really cool thing like you should be proud of yourself that you're yeah. able to play well in multiple positions and that a coach believes in you and they're able to do it um I would say stay open because I think I was like a forward in high school And then I ended up making youth national teams as a center back. And at first I was like, whoa, this is weird, but it gave me a lot of opportunities. So I think if you're versatile, you'll be able to be plugged in and filled in in spots and maybe get more playing time than someone who only is a center back, for example. So, I mean, I also think it's really good too, because you can work on so many different parts of your game and you, you kind of have to be well-rounded. And so like, if I'm, only a forward I'm only working on shooting but if I'm like okay I have to be ready for this this and this because I don't know what I'm going to be needed for I kind of have to make sure that I'm ready for all of it which makes me a better player all around I feel like when you're a kid it's like oh I'm not good enough to play this position so they're moving me somewhere else but really it's like you're that versatile that they trust you to play Mm -hmm. well in different places so hopefully people listening will realize that because oh yeah they need you somewhere else like you can help out in so many different areas. There was one game in college. I remember I was playing up top. We were playing Virginia. And then I like slowly (laughs) moved back into the midfield, like halfway through. And then by the end of the game, I was at center back. And I was like, what is going on here? But like, so it can happen in the middle of a game too, where you're just like moving all over the place. But sometimes it's frustrating. I think girls, even at the highest level, I think players are like, oh my gosh, I can't get in a rhythm because he keeps moving me in practice or I can't, you know, like really compete for spot because she, she, you know, whatever. But I think it's almost just like, you know what, not many players are fortunate enough to be in that position. So just like embrace wherever you're put and do your best. Yeah. And also too, it's like better than being taken off the field. Oh yeah. It's like I'll play wherever, whatever position, (laughs) if it means that I can touch, touch the uh, ball. Except goalie. Yeah. Except goalie. I can't put us there. No, no. Not me either. I'm afraid of the ball. I'm like, mm. yep. <laughs> Same. Um, okay. So tell us a little bit about like y- your youth playing and how you, it led you to Notre Dame. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, <laughs> I didn't know where Notre Dame was first of all. So I was just kind of playing with Albertson and you know how we'd go to Disney like for, around Christmas time. So we went to Disney and that's when coaches started to come to the games because they would all just like line up on the sideline. And so Paul, he was really helpful for me, actually. He was like, oh, this coach contacted me or this one contacted me. And um, I guess Notre Dame ended up reaching out, emailing my mom because, you know, we were like too young to do it ourselves. And I was like, I don't know where that is. I don't want to go. And um, my dad was like, well, I want to go to a football game. 
like, let's go. And so I was like, okay, fine. And it was the one trip that my mom didn't come because we were, I was just like, whatever, I'm not going there. And we came back and my dad and I were like, we're obsessed with this place. Like, it's so awesome. And um, it was between that and UNC. And I went back and forth for a long time. And I don't know if this happens to other players, but after I committed, I like had sleepless nights. Like I was like, did I make the right choice? Was this, is this going to be a good fit? Even when I got to Notre Dame, I was there for like almost a full semester. I'm like having sleepless nights. Like, should I have went somewhere else? Should I have went to UNC? UNC won the national championship my freshman year. And I was just like, oh, geez, like, did I make a mistake? But then you realize over time, you're like right where you're meant to be and that you choose a school and then you make it your home for the most part, no matter what, unless someone has a terrible experience and has to transfer, obviously. But I feel like I could have went whatever option I chose, whatever way I went, I would have found a way to make it home and make those people my family and, you know, like found myself at that school. It just happened to be Notre Dame, which I don't regret. I loved it. But yeah, I definitely had sleepless nights in high school. I was like, oh, no. But did you guys, is that normal? Did you guys do that? I think that is normal. Now yeah. That, yeah. I don't think we've ever spoken about that. But yeah, I feel like I multiple times would wake up and be like, I don't know. I made the wrong decision. Like, and I haven't even been there yet. Yeah, I didn't even go yet. Yeah. I was like getting homesick and I was in my own bed. I was like, <laughs> like yeah. So it's such a scary, big decision. Like that's literally where you're going to learn all you need to know about like going into the real world. And also like your plan, you don't know if you're going to like the team, like you're also leaving your high school teammates who you've been with for so long. So it's like just such a big change. But what would you say like your favorite thing was about playing college soccer? I would say it was the memories with my friends. Like it has nothing to do with soccer. People always are like, we always say that. I'm like, I don't know what game I won or lost or what I did. I don't care. All I think of like is the locker room and the dancing and we had to bus to Chicago every time we traveled. So it was two hours. I'm like, what did I sign up for? But those memories made on the, those bus rides, it's just like, that's what I remember. Like being with my friends and the relationships I built. I mean, I, those are like my girls now. So yeah, I mean, obviously it was fun to compete. I mean, it's it's kind of a similar thing. It's like high school, club, college, pro. It's like very similar. You go to preseason, you lift, you compete. All that stuff is very similar, but it's it was the bonds I made that I really, I'm like really, really lucky, which I'm obviously you guys can say the same. Look at you. Yeah. We literally just said it the other day. Like someone said, do you guys remember any of the drills you did in college? And we were like, yeah. no, I was like, absolutely not. We remember yeah. how much fun we had. Like, yeah. I remember the ones I hated and I remember yeah. all the fun memories. The ones I like almost threw up in. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then, and well, then those my- are traumatizing. So they're always going to be there. <laughs> in the back of your mind and then so when you were at Notre Dame did you know you wanted to play pro yeah so I went in I don't even know I think when I was going to school was right when the WPS folded I believe right around that time and but I I I was so naive I was like yeah I want to play pro I didn't even think like anything of it and so I came in and I was like must graduate early like put your head down graduate early and I just like I remember I came in late to school and some people were like, why don't you drop a couple courses? Like maybe go part-time. I was like, no, have to graduate early, have to play pro. Like, I don't know. It was kind of like psycho. Did it you, was, gra- you graduated early? Yeah, I ended up graduating early. I did it somehow. You did wow. it. How, how I used to drop a class. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to drop, not going to drop. That's crazy. I took summer school though, which is so fun. Did you guys do summer school? No, but I have heard that like a lot of athletes do that and like really like it. 
Yeah. Summer school and high school, you think like, you know, that's for the kids that like fail class, but in college, I feel like it's different because a lot of athletes go. So on campus, it was just all athletes. Basically you took one class at a time, four weeks and four weeks. And then in the mornings you would do your conditioning and your lifting and you would do it like we would be on half the field and then like the men's team and then the hockey team was around the track and like everyone was just kind of like hey at six in the morning and then you went to class and then you would like lay out on the quad get tan go to the pool and like go to the hockey house on the weekends it is a great like option for any athlete who can do it to like lighten your workload during the year and oh yeah bonding with your team and other like athletes so much better yeah and if you're an incoming freshman you get to make friends so you're not just showing up like oh my gosh I don't know the campus. I don't know anything like you have, you kind of like get a leg up on everyone that comes in. You like feel like you've already been there for a little bit. Um, I did not do it my freshman year. So I did not have that experience, but mm-hmm. I watched girls. I'm like, oh yeah, I see. That's nice. You got lucky. It's hard though. When you're, you're coming out of high school, yeah. you don't miss that you don't summer. Early, earlier than preseason, but you're giving us a lot of points that we've literally never spoken about. Yeah. I'm so actually, yeah. I didn't even know it was possible for you to want to graduate early and go and take your classes earlier over the summer. Oh, really? No idea. That was the thing. Oh, yeah. I I don't know why I I don't know who told me that was an option, but I was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, I want to just do it. <laughs> and I did overload in some semesters. Like, there was one spring I took like 18 credits. I was like, I can't do this. But I just I, <laughs> I tried as hard as I could and. Are lucky. you, are you extreme? Are you all or nothing? Oh yeah. Is this, so, and that's why I can't go back to school. Cause everyone's like, why don't you go back? And I'm like, because if I go back to school, I will not, I will like be like this in my computer and my books. Like I will not have a life and I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> You'll commit too hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I, 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 I can't do it. I know how I am. So I'm like, yeah. And, I'm and how are you as a student? Like, did you find it did you find Notre Dame difficult? Was it like at the level that you expected it to be? Was it more challenging? I think it was harder to get in. I don't know. You guys might've felt the same way. Like you got to take the SAT and do all those things. And once I got there, I was like, you know what? I'm taking classes. I enjoy. I like my major. I was sociology. It was a lot of reading and writing, which the classes were so interesting for me. And so I didn't really have, I mean, if I would have been like a chem major or whatever, like pre-med, I, I would not have done well. I'm not like that smart, but I think I picked something that I liked enough to work hard at. And so I was, I did well, like I enjoyed what I was doing. Makes it yeah. so much easier when you like what you're learning and what you're doing. Otherwise it feels like work every oh, freaking day. Yeah. But it's funny. Like so many people tell you, Oh, like pick that mate, the best major, do the pre-med or do this or that. And I was engineering or like all those like ones that'll get you like the best job. And I was like, I can't be bothered with that. I almost did that and fell for that. And I was like, no, 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 because that's what I would be stuck doing my whole life. And I'm like, why would I want to do that? So I picked something that I liked, hoping it would lead me and open a door in something I like. And I'm like, you know what, if I make a little less money at first, whatever, like I at least am waking up smiling every day, doing something I really enjoy versus like, crying at work every day like some people are miserable and I'm like yeah. I don't know that's not for me I feel like you made two good points like I think a lot of athletes a lot of female athletes don't go to schools that they think are going to be too challenging for them like even when I was deciding I mean Fairfield's a great school but then I was looking at Holy Cross and I was like mm, it seems like really smart I don't know if I want to like go somewhere where I'm going to like feel like you know frustrated that I'm not doing well Um, but I think that once you get into the school, if you pick something that you're interested in, you can be successful anywhere Mm because it's not, it's not so so much of a, 
challenge when you're studying something that you actually like. Right. And you know how it is. Like you guys had to do study hall and stuff and the hours and the tutors, like they, they, they won't let you fail. Yeah. Like they make it, they hold your hand all the way. And so if you <laughs> fail, it's almost just like, how did you, yeah. so someone was academically ineligible in the spring. I was like, literally, how did you do that? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. They, they don't. They, they were don't. like on Instagram at study hall. Yeah. I, I don't know. We're just laughing because Shannon, tell the were story. Were no, I didn't oh. go to study hall one time. And? And I had to go to the library on a, at an away game on another like, college's campus to finish my study hall hours. Like our coach <laughs> literally pulled the bus up to the library at this, co- this college's <laughs> campus and kicked them off the bus and was like, Shannon and just, uh, who was it? I forgot. Jasmine. Jasmine. Sarah. Was the oh, it's too funny. <laughs> Do your study hall hours. It's embarrassing. But that just yeah. goes to show you, though, that the, the school does support yeah. the athletes so much. Like, they mm-hmm. want you to do well so that you can play. You have oh, to do yeah. well to play. Yeah. And that, and then if you do well and then you succeed on the field and all that, then you get recruits coming in. Like, it's just – it all comes full circle. You just yeah. want people working hard and doing well. Definitely. What about what now, like – what do you like? What's your typical week like? Do you feel like you have more free time now or now? Is- yeah, well, then college, yes. Um, but compared to other years, I think I'm definitely. I don't know if it's like a COVID thing or that I'm getting older. I'm I'm filling my free time with as much as I can. Like that nap I took, that is not a regular thing. Like mm-hmm. I I don't really feel like I ever have time to. Um, I have a podcast that I started with my friend. It's about mental health. So like I'm doing a lot of that stuff now. I don't know. It's called Butterfly Road. That's awesome. That's awesome. We've had three guests on. So um we had Jess McDonald and Lindsay Haran, and then one of my friends from Notre Dame is a football player. We had him on. Um yeah, it's been really good. It's fun. It's just something to keep me busy. I'm I just turned 27, so I'm like I have to start getting my foot, you know, in other doors. I don't know how long it's going to go like playing wise. And so you just have to build connections and do things outside of soccer. I can't just be like plopped on the couch all day. Yeah. So what what are you hoping that your podcast will do for your listeners? Like, is it going to help aid them in like different ways they can learn about mental health? Is it like different people's stories? Both. And so I think the main goal, my friend, she was, she played college with me at Notre Dame. Our goal was to just like impact one person. So in the beginning, we're like, okay, let's just try to do that. And I think we've done it, which is awesome. Um, And so we've, we've offered our own tips and tricks. And then we've had guests come on and tell their stories. And then sometimes we pick a famous person. Like I've done Allie Raceman, we did Michael Phelps, and we talk about them, obviously, because they're not coming on our podcast so we'll just explain like hi these people like michael phelps is the best olympian of all time and he struggled with this or ali raceman she struggled with this or whoever um which is it just reminds you like even the people that seem like they have it all can still struggle but it doesn't define them they can also like have success and live a fulfilling life as well that's kind of like the main gist of what we're trying to do That's awesome. I think it's so important to talk about those stories and also share your personal experience. We, we do that a lot here too, because it's like these young players look up to these professionals and they're like, oh my God, they're perfect. And meanwhile, the new professionals are saying, no, we're not perfect. Like every Mm -hmm. day we're practicing at being better with our mentality and everything, like literally everything is always a work in progress. Oh Um, yeah. And like the fact that like, I feel like because athletes, 
persevere through their problems and they, and they like take care. I don't know. They take care of themselves when they encounter problems. I feel like that's why they are successful because they're taking care of their shit, you know? Yeah. It's so important to talk yeah. about. And it's interesting you said that. Cause I always say like half of the battles, like being aware of that you need help and not being shy about doing so. But it's interesting, like even girls in this league and the NWSL, so many I think are nervous to take that step to get help. It's still this thing exists in the world, the stigma where it's like, do I tell my coach, even in college, so many of my teammates, do I tell my coach, are they going to not play me now? Because they, they think I'm struggling. And it's a really sticky fine line of how to get help, who to ask for help. Do I tell my coach, do I bottle it up? Do I be vulnerable with my teammates or if I'm a captain and I tell them I'm struggling, are they not going to look up to me on the field or off the field? It's, it is crazy thinking about that. Cause like as athletes, we just, we, it's ingrained in us that it it's a sign of weakness. If you are not mentally strong and, or, you know, and it's hard for athletes to admit it a lot of the time. And like, it's crazy how you could just like bottle that up for years and it impacts your game and just your life in general. So I think like nowadays, like there's more and more people just speaking about their personal experience, which can help players like come out more about what's really going on. Cause it's not a sign of weakness. If you admit you are struggling, it's actually pretty brave and strong. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite. Yeah. Really amazing. Do you have any like personal like tips that you've learned during like your mental health journey? Yes. Well, I'll try. I mean, obviously a zillion things. Cause I, I struggled with a bunch of different things. Like off the top of my head, I think when I really, really started to struggle was my transition to college. I was super homesick, wanted to leave, was like, I'm out of here. And um, I've obviously struggled with like the pressures of what the game demands. And like, and then in terms of the soccer player, just like playing time or like I got waived from Houston and I had to move across country to North Carolina and like all of it. So I would say the main thing for me that I'm very open about sharing. I think it's like completely changed my career and how much joy I have with soccer is I changed my goals from instead of them being like, I have to score, I have to win. I have to like all these like very measurable things. It's just smile, grow every day Two easy, easy, easy goals. So I go on the field today. I I mean, my team didn't win small sided. I messed up a zillion touches, got better, had fun. I left and I'm like, good job. So it's really allowed me to leave the field and be like, okay, yeah, you can dwell on it for like five minutes, chat about it with your roommate. But then no matter what, you're hundred percent reaching your goals. If you just focus on like growth and enjoyment, it's just way better. But it sounds like I don't care when I say that, but I'm like very, very competitive. Like I'm such a rat on the field. Like girls are like, you cool it. And I'm like, I know, like, I, I like, I'm the one that yells, like I'm, you know, that New York girl. So I'm very competitive. But then when I leave, I'm just like, you know what? You had fun. You improved. Literally. That's why I'm playing. Like, isn't that why we play? I'm like, I don't need to worry about all the other stuff. It's completely saved me. I love that. And I think that that a lot of that comes from you being self-aware of how you are and how you tackle things head on and, and you want to go all in. So your goals don't need to surge you to that point higher. They need to meet you somewhere in the middle where you can feel proud of yourself every day instead of beating yourself up that you haven't done this, this, and this yet. And a lot of people need that. And on the opposite side, there's some people who are super relaxed about everything and don't have that baseline motivation level that's all the way up here. And and maybe they need goals that are a little bit different, but 
I love the goals that you choose show like a huge level of self-awareness because it's that simple. If you're growing every day, you're going to leave feeling like you did a good job. And, and, you know, there's always a saying like, Oh, you can't just show up and, but sometimes showing up, like showing up and putting the work in is literally check that off the list. Like that's something to be proud of. And that's an accomplishment every single day. So I love that. Those are goals that help center you, you know? I feel like it's like a healthier goal too, because it's more sustainable and you're not going to burn yourself out and lose the love of the game. Like you're continuing to show up and give it your all because you love the game. And we talk about this all the time on the podcast, but like just doing you're playing professional soccer and it's easy to see it as like your job clock in clock out, but like you love it so much and you're so passionate. And that is why you continue to show up every single day. So it's nice to remind yourself of that. Right. Like you don't want it to feel like a job. Like, and it definitely does shift after college when you're like, this is my like health insurance. Mm-hmm. My, I, I pay for groceries. I have, I li- live because of this, but you can't, then when you start making mistakes on the field, you think, Oh my gosh, if then I don't play, then I won't get a good contract and then I'm going to get cut. And then there goes my money, my health benefits. And you can't think like that. And it just imagine like every time you messed up in someone is in a desk job and they're thinking all of these things, it's just not healthy. So I'm like, I can't be defined by that. I have to just relax. And like you said, enjoy it. I, I, it it would drive you crazy. You would overthink like crazy. If you, every time you messed up, you thought like you want to be able to pay your car insurance or something. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of girls in college are like, I need to get a scholarship next year. I have to get better or I don't want to lose my scholarship or even in high school. It's like, I need to get a scholarship. So I feel like a big part of that is like when you have a coach, like a lot of young girls having a coach who doesn't let them smile and grow at practice. Like if you have a coach who's so serious that they're not letting you enjoy yourself at practice. Like I remember having one like that. And I was like, I can't make a joke like during a drill or I'm going to get shit on, you know? Like, I think like a lot of people have that and it really like leaves an effect on you where you're just like, I'm not supposed to be enjoying this. It's supposed to be a job even when you're like 12 years old. And it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Then you're like stiff and not playing well. I feel I play better when I do this. Ultimately it leads me to those goals that I said, I like threw away. Like, obviously, yeah. Would I love to like score a goal or win a game? Like I, yeah, they're in the back of my mind somewhere, but I know if I do these two and they're my main focus, then those other ones, they'll just come without me thinking about it. I'm like, that's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do. I do focus on other things. I'm just like not letting those, th- these ones don't define me. They're sitting in the back. I'm like, yeah, these are my focuses for practice and for games, but these are like must do must do every day. Love that. I'm curious, like, what is one thing that you wish someone told you before playing professional soccer? Oh, let me think for a sec. Um, maybe to be ready to roll with the punches because it's, it's not going to be as easy as you oh, have always had it. Um, I, I came in injured in my first year. I got a hip surgery right before the draft. And <laughs> I think all I did was like eat brownies during my rehab because I, <laughs> I was not in any good place to play. And then like the next year, my coach got fired and this new guy stepped in and he didn't really know me as a player. And I, was like riding the bench for a good eight games until there was an injury. And, and then I got waived the following year, came to North Carolina where I played in two games, but our team won a championship. And it's just like all these things are going to have, it's adversity. You're going to face adversity 
and you, you're not going to be able to predict it. And it's going to affect you on and off the field, like moving across the country, being away from your family, not being able to go to any like weddings or summer vacations or all those things you're just going to have to roll with whatever is thrown at you, but it's so worth it. Um, so I guess I wish someone would have just said like, be ready to roll with it and surround yourself with good people and work hard. Cause it, it, it works out. It's just, if you're mentally prepared for it or just expecting like, okay, this isn't always going to go exactly how I think it is, then at least you're kind of ready for it. I think that's great advice. And I think that says a lot to like, you can't just be ready for it. You prepare yourself by being ready for it, by allowing yourself to face adversity before it happens to you. And that comes with being open-minded to change positions or to change teams or you know, getting benched and having to work your way back on the field or overcoming an injury. And if you shy away from every moment of adversity now, then when it's actually thrown at you down the road, you don't have the skill set to overcome it. And I feel like in college, a lot of the adversity that you faced and, you know, the struggles of feeling homesick and everything in some way prepared you for getting moved across the country when you were playing professionals and, and all the changes that you had to face. So I love that you say, you know, like to be open to it, but I feel like you were open to it because you faced so much of it and faced it instead of running from it when you were playing in your younger days. Yeah. That's, so uh, yeah. It's, it's been a difficult journey for sure. But I guess I wonder if it was someone else, like would they have like quit at some point? Like I, I kind of just stuck with it. I've plugged along. Like even this year, like it's been it, this season for me individually has been like that. And, you just have to like put your head down and plug away and just enjoy it on the field, off the field. Um, and always just be prepared for your opportunity because you will get one. Um, you just don't know when, and if you're not ready, you'll kick yourself. That's another good thing too. I think that I would tell people is like, you will get an opportunity, whether you're in high school, college, it's coming. You don't know when. And it, even if it's been eight games in a row and you've played zero minutes, it's coming and <laughs> you will be annoyed if you, if you, you know, throw in the towel early because that, then you go to the back of the line and then they'll be like, yeah, she wasn't ready. So, and that's firsthand experience that this, this has happened to me many times. So. Yeah. That's a great piece of advice. I, I love that we asked this because like, we'd never hear this side of things, you know, and there's so many players now, young players who will play professional soccer because they do see that it's possible. Unlike when we were younger, like it was so rare for somebody, somebody our age to go pro. I mean, you're like one of the, you know, even from Albertson, like I can count on like my one hand, how many people went pro. Mm -hmm. So the fact that like that advice is just so amazing and hearing it firsthand is really great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, So I guess we can go into some rapid fire. Does that sound good? Uh, we always say you, you could take your time. <laughs> oh, nothing, <laughs> nothing rapid. Spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> we said rapid. I was like, oh gosh. Uh, I'll start with the first one. Favorite pump up song? Um, Jungle by the X Ambassadors. Oh, that- yes. Yeah. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. I didn't even need you to finish. Chocolate? <laughs> you said it before she even finished the sentence. <laughs> is that like a lame flavor? Yeah, I've never heard anyone's favorite flavor is chocolate. Just regular chocolate. Oh, well, any type of. It could okay. be. Yeah. Like brownie, okay. like fudge. Yeah, like, well, anything chocolate. Okay. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, favorite soccer memory. Do you have one that sticks out? 
Um, I have two. Winning the U20 World Cup in Japan many moons ago, and then in 2019, winning the NWSL Championship here in North Carolina. Uh, my parents got to come, which is really cool. Oh, that's and awesome. for that game, I actually I played like maybe four minutes, but I subbed in for Heather O'Reilly for her last game. And that wow, was like, wow, that's yeah. cool. And you got a chocolate ice cream after the game. <laughs> Not having ice cream, I was chugging Budweiser. <laughs> were we yeah. asking, guys? Were we there? Uh, um, no, I don't think so. We were at the one at Portland Thorns final. Oh yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any superstitions? Not really, but I've recently noticed that, like, if I tie my shoes for warm up and they're just like a little too loose, I literally I'll triple knot them and have to undo the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, just a little bit tighter, but not too tight because then my calves will hurt. I'm sitting there before the game, just like redoing all these knots. I'm like, uh, I think it's been a little bit of a. All right, you're, a, <laughs> you're a triple knotter. That's <laughs> next level. I need them nice and tight. <laughs> we got to get you those Velcro cleats. <laughs> yeah, no, so what are those rubber things called that we used to yeah, have? Yeah, the sole sweet spots. I had those. <laughs> I'm bringing those back. I'm going to get some sweet spots. And I have the, the sleeve. Yes, <laughs> the Steve tie things. Those left. <laughs> those are gone. Like, I really wish I had those things. I yeah, remember I like Velcro. Yeah, the like little soccer balls. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Like, remember when it was all different designs? Yes. Yeah, we give you like a rash from rubbing on your arm well, the whole game. That was great. Who invented those? Kids, <laughs> they don't know now. They don't know. <laughs> um, favorite post game meal, like cheat meal or whatever. French fries. Nice. Um, the most challenging player you've ever played against? Oh, shoot. Um, I, I mean, I'm thinking of just like Marta just swerving all over the place. <laughs> swerving her way down the field. <laughs> running at you. And I, same, similar with like Tobin. I, I, I don't even bother. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to step back here. I'm not coming close. Favorite player to train with? Ah, okay. Um, I really like training with Lindsay Horan, but she is like so saucy when she trains that I just feel real. I get really, really nervous because I'm not, like, technically I can't do what she does. Um, I'm sure you guys saw her do that Bali the, in the game a couple weeks ago. Like that's the stuff she does consistently when she trains. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> there it goes in the game. Like other people cannot do this. She's next level. So mm-hmm. yeah, she teaches me a lot. I learn a lot from her. That's awesome. Um, teammate that makes you laugh the most. Mm, let me see. Merritt Mathias has been giving me some good laughs lately. She makes fun of me a lot and it's funny, but <laughs> I let it happen. There it's the go. good kind of making fun of you. Yeah, well, sometimes I'm like, that made me feel really bad about myself. What's your favorite sports team to watch? Any sport? Um, well, this is like so embarrassing to say, but I'm just going to say, I like really love watching the national team. That's I like, why is that embarrassing? No, I just have always said that. And everyone's like, you're like obsessed ever since I was like <laughs> little, they're like, you're obsessed with watching the national team. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just like, but now that my friends are on the team, I'm just like, it's even cooler. It's even cooler. A hundred percent. 
But I, I answer, feel like that's a little another answer we've never gotten. Yeah. I love that. I do like watching MLS as well. Just whoever's on, I'll just like throw it on. Yeah. National team. Biggest role model. Oh gosh. That's hard. I like once again, like I'm thinking of the 99ers. Yeah, uh, we all have that answer. So yeah. oh really? <laughs> Always. Okay. That makes me feel better. Do you have yeah. anyone that dare to dream, right? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. I, I made my dad two years ago. They were driving down. My mom and dad I was like, can you bring my DVD of Dare to Dream? <laughs> that <laughs> DVD player? I'd watch that still. Yeah. yeah if I, I had like, a DVD player. I guess I know. Joke. I made my roommate watch. Yes. I know. I'm like tearing up. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> they, is there anyone in particular that you like looked up to? I like love Julie Fowdy. Oh, she's such a good one. Yeah, she's, she's so nice in real life. It's yeah. so. I went to her camp in seventh grade, and her um, we took a picture there. I have braces and the whole thing. And my parents <laughs> like blew up this photo, and it's in my living room at home. Like, there you, go. Yeah, have you have to show us. Yeah, <laughs> well, I asked my mom to send a picture, and then I saw her. She was announcing a game in Houston a couple years later, a couple years, many years later, and I told <laughs> her about it. Took a picture with her. Sent it to my parents. They printed it, and now it's we have next to it. Let's go. You need to send it to us. <laughs> That's really cool. Like, send the pictures of me and Julie in the living yes. room. So weird. Over the mantle. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, just her and Julie Fowdy. <laughs> it's her conversation piece. Anytime That's somebody weird. comes over, like, who's that? <laughs> but it looks like it's part of the family because it's like many years apart. It's like ten years later. I'm still with the same person. That's so cute. <laughs> so funny um what's one question you wish you were asked during interviews oh gosh um I don't know that's hard it could be so random about like a random side hobby anything something you never get to talk about oh like something I want to share with the world um Maybe something like, what kind of music do you listen to? I feel like I like really like to talk about that. People could really get to know who I am based on like the stuff I jam out to. What do you listen to? A lot of things, yeah. Um. Well, I like '90s and throwbacks. Like when I play the music in the locker room, everyone's like, "Do you ever listen to anything else current?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No." Back Team DJ is a hard job, man. There's a lot of critics. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't do it on game day. I don't mess around. Everyone's like, is this you today? I'm like, not on game day. No, no. <laughs> no. And sometimes if I want to put the coaches in a good mood, I'll put on like the Beatles and eighties music. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like getting yelled at today. Let's like butter them up in there. Yeah. They can hear the music. Smart. Oh yeah. Very smart. Um, how do you define your personal success? Oh, that's a great question. Sorry. I, um, I, for me, well, Okay, I'll see if I answer this properly. I just like, I think it'll be successful for me as a soccer player when I'm like finished. I always say like, if I'm a good teammate and people remember me as like a good person, like I don't really care about any of the wins or like accolades that I've earned. Like that doesn't really mean as much as like people being like, you know what? She got the best out of me every day. She never gave up. She always tried her hardest. Like she just was a really good person to have on the team. And then I'm like, mm. That was beautiful. I love that. That is success. Absolutely. And I, can I say this quote? I always say this. I just, yeah. a couple of months ago from some, I was doing some talk and some lady said it. She was like, 
success is not what it looks like to others, but what it feels like to you. And I think that's really important. Wow. Amen. So I was just going to say snaps for that. Snaps for that. I like that Sorry, one. I was like, I have to share. It's too good. I wrote it on my phone. I will. I tell it to everyone because I'm like, it is so true. You don't have to worry about what anyone else thinks success. It, it's if you feel it in your heart. Yeah. You are then. Hell yeah. I love that. And then the last question, what is your biggest soccer girl problem? Oh, oh boy. Let me, give me a second. She's like, where do I begin? I feel like it's like something to do with my hair. Like, you know, when you take your hair out after a game or like my hair is in the messy bun always. And I'm literally sitting there. First of all, if I do a header and it just like flops <laughs> over and you're just like sitting with this in the game and you're like, no. <laughs> but when you're trying to t- take your thing out and you're just like this like dragging it dragging it, and then it's getting my hair brushed after it's a mess i need a ton of conditioner huge huge soccer girl problem probably not one that a lot of people deal with no and, i think no, the, the hair is a you gotta bring back l'oreal detangler remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. has anyone solved this yeah. problem also <laughs> yeah. i stopped wearing i don't even play so anymore mine's just so greasy i can get them down <laughs> that's after. what i, I do this oh yeah time. i have hairspray I, I spray the crap out of my hair i'm always like slip yeah. back <laughs> hair the hair you know you don't want it bothering you and don't no. even get us started on when it rains and your hair's in a braid and no. you oh, and try then- to take it out afterwards oh, okay so this is a problem this is a huge oh yeah, so, oh, yeah. and you have that weird rope rats to <laughs> hair yeah nope it's a big <laughs> soccer problem swollen swollen braid like it's nope. <laughs> scrunched <laughs> oh god Carrie, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today. Like you totally touched on so many things that we have not talked about. Yeah, that was so refreshing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Thank you, Carrie. Thank Bye. you. Bye.